Our topic for May, for the whole month of May, is the light within the shadows. It's the idea that throughout life's journey, there may very well be some difficult times. Call them shadows. Has anybody ever had any difficult times? <laughs> they kind of show up. And spiritual living, which is one of our values, is learning how to move through those difficult times. And we do that by turning toward the light that is within, a light that is present always, even in the difficult times, even when I'm navigating through the dark and Letting that become the guiding factor in life. At the Center for Spiritual Living, I learned that although there very well may be darkness in the world, and there is, it appears to be the truth that I have some freedom to decide how to respond to it, turns out. About five years ago here at the center, we featured a, a book as a book of the month in our bookstore, uh, The Sun Does Shine by Anthony Ray Hinton and Laura Love Harden. And it's the true story of someone who was put on death row for a murder that he did not commit. And he had to explore, he had to find where in this difficult, unjust situation, did he have some freedom, some choice? In the book, he writes, despair was a choice. Hatred was a choice. Anger was a choice. I still had choices, and that knowledge rocked me. I could choose to give up or hang on. Hope was a choice. Faith was a choice. And more than anything else, life was a choice. Compassion was a choice. Oh my goodness. In our teaching at the center, choice is a very, very important part of everything I teach. Indeed, our founder, in a lecture that he gave in Beverly Hills, he said these words, your own choice has decided you. Your own choice has decided you. Well, how does my choice decide me? Well, I'm thinking about Anthony Ray Hinton on death row in the same way that what he consciously chose caused him to shift and pivot, to stay strong and eventually be free. Choices do shape us, but not in the sense, we have to be careful here, not in the sense that we create all of the negative situations in life. Not in the sense that we are responsible for everything negative that happens in the world. No, it's more than that. It's trickier than that. You know, there are some situations in life that you and I, we just do not directly choose or create. They happen especially choices that apparently I had no input in. And so then spiritual living, that value is about, instead of focusing on where I don't have freedom, can I look at where I do have some freedom and then use that freedom to improve my overall freedom? Because there will be situations where I, I'm not aware that I chose to be in that. For example, I was born in South Africa in 1961. And unless we consider life before birth choices, 
I'm not aware of choosing that location or that date. Or the isolation from the world community that came along with it. I'm not aware of choosing the color of my skin. Or the privilege that comes along with it. I'm not aware of choosing my gender or my sexuality and the complications that come along with that. I'm certainly not aware of choosing a birth into an extremely poor family and the challenges and the suffering and the discrimination that came with that. Now, I learned at the Center for Spiritual Living, and oh, I wish I had learned it so much earlier in my life. I learned that spiritual living is about becoming aware in the moment of what choices I do have. And so I learned that having a choice is not about going back and going back in time and changing reality. It's about starting right here and now, right where I am and exploring even if I'm in the dark, where might I have some options and possibilities? What am I free to think, to feel, to say, to be? Because there in that moment is where the influence is that impacts how I show up for the next whatever it is. I love... Ray Hinton, there he is in death row and becoming aware. He writes, despair is a choice. Mm. Hatred is a choice. Anger is a choice. And to be fair, these are tough choices to not make. When you're in a difficult, unjust situation, you know, to choose not to hate and not to despair. These are not frivolous changes of mind. These are gut-wrenching, life-changing decisions that are very difficult to make without the supportive acceptance and compassion of the self within that you heard Reverend Ruth talking about in her prayer. Early on in my spiritual journey, I misunderstood the teaching. I thought that if I experienced hate, despair, or anger, I was to avoid it at all costs. Because it meant I wasn't being spiritual enough. But I couldn't pretend my way through it consistently. I couldn't pretend that these situations and feelings and emotions weren't coming up. They were consistently. They kept on showing up. So I had to learn something new. I had to learn instead of denying life, instead of banishing these feelings, I had to learn how to accept them. And to be gentle with myself and other people who were going through the same feelings through no fault of their own. And I had to learn, instead of thinking that I did something wrong or that I was being spiritually weak, I had to learn how to accept that difficulties are part of the human journey and 
to pay attention to them, to notice them, to learn what they have to teach, to hold the space for them, and then to ask, now what? What am I free to be, to feel, to say, to think? Can I choose life? Where do I have some freedom? Right now, right here. A powerful way to do this is to consciously tune into what I call the seat of compassion within that is already there. And and that would be the whole message for today. Tune into what is already present within. And now some people already call that their higher power. Some people call it the living spirit almighty. Some people call it life within. Emerson called it the oversoul. Some people call it the self. And the practice is to tune into it so regularly that it becomes familiar to me like a good comfortable, loyal friend so that I have a relationship with it. And then its presence within me becomes a warm light, like a mentor, like a guide that assists me as I make the choices that I have to make in life. This topic always makes me think of such people as Viktor Frankl, you know, the survivor of the Holocaust, or Nelson Mandela, the survivor of South Africa's apartheid regime, who not only went through the kind of atrocities that most of us can't even imagine, but they came through it on the other side with their light intact. And I want to remember their legacy so that I don't minimize how difficult this is to choose life. I want to copy their example so that more and more I live in this world as a a channel for compassion and kind-heartedness. I want to keep on remembering to choose life, to choose courage, to choose awareness of my connection to all that is. Still, tough things, difficulties, disappointments, tragedies continue to be part of life. Hmm. Again, early on in my spiritual journey, I misunderstood the teaching. I thought the goal of prayer was to get rid of these challenges, to erase them. Now I understand that the goal of prayer is to consciously tune into um, the highest vibration I can at any given moment. And then prayer becomes the practice, that practice of tuning into the presence within, the self within, oh, lover of my soul, to tune into it, to feel its love and to draw upon its strength so that I can face whatever it is I am facing. Though that was a whole new approach to prayer for me. I had to move. I had to move beyond this idea of seeking a simple yes answer to all my prayers. 
I had to accept that getting what I wanted every time is not on the table. But getting into a relationship with the self within is on the table. And that is the purpose and the outcome of prayer. Whenever I guest speak at another center, I always begin with the same thing. It's my whole message. I always say something like this. There is a light within you. And within me, that I did not create and you did not create, and we cannot uncreate it. And though we may cover it up, although it may be forgotten due to life's complication, it remains present in its original state, which is compassion, clarity, calm, curiosity, and the awareness of wholeness. And I say these things at the beginning of my presentation to remind me that spiritual life, all of it is the practice of tuning back into that light, tuning into it regularly and with feeling. Because repetition with feeling leads to deep change. I learned at the Center for Spiritual Living that if I wanted to go beyond where I was in life, whatever that was, that a reliable and dependable practice, a tool, was to keep on turning to what I call the bigger picture. And to me, that bigger picture is this, that there is something within me, a light as it is within you, that is not touched by what is going on around me. It is the seat of wisdom within me and to practice turning to it over and over and over again until I accept it as the guiding principle in my life that has authority and dominion over everything else. Fun fact, repetition is our friend in this regard. That's what practice means. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And when repetition is connected to emotion, it makes stuff happen. The advertising industry knows that. Yeah. The advertising industry knows the power of repetition. It knows that repetition paired with emotion leads to the kind of action that they want in you. The advertising industry knows and understands that repetition plus emotion, here's the list, builds familiarity and trust, increases brand awareness and recognition, establishes brand loyalty, influences how people talk about the product, forms positive associations, deepens awareness and understanding. They know that. <laughs> so... You and I can use repetition too, especially when we combine repetition with deep feeling. It doesn't even have to be that deep. 
But when it's combined, it makes stuff happen. Oh, it builds familiarity and trust with our inner brand. It influences how I think and choose and talk, and it develops a positive outlook on life, and it deepens my awareness of what is inside of me, O oh, lover of my soul. That is why I repeat, repeat, repeat silently or even out loud sometimes saying there is a light within me that is in its original state. There is a light within me, I call it the self of my being, and it is the seat of compassion and calm and clarity. I repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, whether that's in the shower or written down in a journal, saying there is a presence within me that is in its original state, a self that is courageous and curious and connected. Oh, when you and I hear something from ourselves often enough, something that we also feel then, we begin to do that thing that in our teaching we called embody it. We become it. It moves more deeply into it. And so, again, my practice is to repeat, to retell myself over and over and over again about the presence that I did not create. The self within me that sits and watches has no judgment I tell myself over and over again, as best I can at any given moment in the most sincere, honest way that I am able to with as much feeling as I can while I'm going through whatever it is I'm going through. That's the choice I make. That's the focus I choose because I'll tell you something. There is always something to go through. Oh, have you noticed there's always something going on. There's what's going on on the outside. And there's what's going on on the inside. And outside I may have fewer choices. That's reality. And inside I may very well have more freedom. Where will I focus to do my work? Oh, that's a most powerful awareness that a person can have that will help them build a thriving life or at least an engagement that is delightful. Oh, the idea to accept what is going on without denying it while also accepting what is going on inside without denying it. Yes, I'm in the world. Yes, I may be in the middle of a mess. Yes, my body may be not cooperating. Yes, our society is in the middle of an uncomfortable awakening for the last 50 years. <laughs> yes, I may not know how to solve this thing I'm dealing with. I've got to acknowledge that and be with it, not blame myself or not make spiritual judgments about myself. And at the same time, to remember 
to turn within and to repeat, repeat, repeat the one message. There is a life within me that is in its original state of wholeness. There is a light within me that I did not create. There is a life within me that is holy. It is the self within. And then from the connection to that self within to stand and meet the world as it is and then to make the choices that are mine to make. You know, like today, right now, our nation, oh, there's this growing social awareness that is emerging and it's uncomfortable. People are struggling with important issues like never before. Social media and the internet is bringing information to us in a way that is like overwhelming and people are becoming polarized and divided. And the option to tune out from it turns out not to be satisfying or responsible because I am in the world. I am part of its evolution and part of its solution. So, Rather than tune out from the world, I tune into the conversation that is within me. And in that conversation, I am tuning into the self within me. And I repeat and I repeat, I repeat every single thing I can think up to repeat that reconnects me to it. I say to myself, everything that I need to know about what lies before me is available through the wisdom of the self within me. There is at the center of my being a seat of calm creativity. I am part of an infinite flow of expanding compassion. The self within me is my source of courage and confidence. And through the eyes of this self's courage and confidence, I see the world and I see my connection to all it is. All that is. I try to remember this practice. I try to remember it when I read the news. I try to remember it when I'm dealing with my health. I'm trying to remember it when I, I have a difficult conversation to have with somebody I love. I try to remember it when I have a difficult conversation with somebody that irks me. And so I do what is mine to do in the world. Observe, learn, listen, watch, deal with what's going on. And at the same exact time in my mind, I strive to refresh the inner news. I can't afford to put all of my trust on the outer news. So my practice at the same time is to tune in to what is also true, if not truer than what is on the news. While I'm doing what I'm doing, there is a motor running in my head and my heart saying over and over and over again, within me, within me is a center of creative power. Within me is a source of clarity and wisdom that I did not create, that I do not generate. It's just there. And from it, I realize that I am created for the expression of compassion and love. And there has never been a time when I have been separated from that self within, O oh, lover of my soul and keeper of my spirit. None can separate us. 
And through it, I am connected to all things. And over and over and over again, I keep the motor going. I am made with a sound mind. I am able to see clearly and confidently. And the effect of this practice on me is that when I do have to face something, when I do have to make choices, and when I do have to have difficult conversations, I appear to be a little bit better to, better prepared to. Because the more I tune in to the self within, the more it seems I am able to drop the choices, the words, the actions that lead to separation, that lead to pain, that lead to rejection. Earlier on, I said that sadness and anger and difficult emotions are all part of us, and they are. And they ought not to be banished or covered over. They ought to be embraced and cherished, really, or at least held compassionately. And if you want to know, if you want to know more about how to unpack the ways that you can listen to and learn from those parts of you that struggle, while at the same time there is a sense, a center of clarity within you, if you want to know how to embrace all of that that's going on in you, then please join us on Wednesday evening at our 7 p.m. in-person service where we will continue to do that exploration. I invite you right now to take a breath in with me. And to exhale. And if it is comfortable for you to do so, let your eyes close. Sometimes in my contemplation practice or prayer practice, I leave them open. And in this moment of practice, see with me if you can detect, sense that place within you that is still. It is opinion-free. In that still place within, as we sense into it and feel into it, imagine with me that from it comes, rises up a message, something like this, perhaps your words are better than mine. I am a point of divinity. I am a point of divine action. Or maybe I say, I am a center of life expression, or I am a channel of compassion. Or maybe the message that comes, it said, my compassion comes from the center of the self within me, which is the author of all compassion. Within me is a seat, a place of calm, clarity, curiosity, and wholeness. And from that place today, I choose to explore the world, seeing through eyes that are impacted by its love, choosing words that are formed by its presence of loving kindness, and committing to actions that are informed by its calm wisdom. The seat of compassion within me 
is nothing other than myself. And so having dipped into this awareness, then I allow myself to move into a feeling of gratitude and acceptance. As I bring this moment of contemplation to an end, without effort or force, I say quietly the words, and so it is. <laughs> 